I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like birds in our attic. Yes. Like trying to take kids to the beach. Oh. <laughs> like trying to get a teenager to stop stealing again. Yeah. Summer fun. <laughs> Yeah, they're sunk about that, but I don't think they go that way. No? No, I don't think so. You don't think this has the makings of a great Beach Boys song? <laughs> no. Oh. One of those songs that ends up on the summer radio that you remember later when you're older. Mm. I'm all done remembering this, younger, older, or any other ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, school let out. And the two little kids had been making money selling things at a store in the before and after school kids club. Selling things. Yes. And we, we say this with uh, some level of skepticism because it, it always sounds fishy when they're getting money and bringing it home from school. Yes, it does. But they were bringing money home from school. And the very last week of school, with our last week of after-school care with the sitter that we had hired for our boy who had gotten himself kicked out of the after-school club, she takes him to the park. Yes. And but he, before that, he, he came home, and he he's a bit of a show-off. And by, by a, a bit. <laughs> I mean entirely and totally overboard show-off. <laughs> and he wanted to show off that he had money, that he had sold stuff. They had been putting toys in their old toys in their backpacks mm -hmm. and saying, can I sell this at the whatever they were doing? And number three's class has a, quote, school store. I think she has a store and he decided he'd just sell things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He had the push cart version. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he, he was coming home with $10 bills, which is a little bit fishy for a he, second grader. He had one $10 bill, but it is fishy. And he had a five and some ones and a lot of change. And mm -hmm. he came home and showed this off to the babysitter and to his brother. Yep. Because his brother was home and you and our number three child were at gymnastics, I think. Yes. So he showed off all his money. And then he left the house they and went, the teenager was still there. Yes. And then when he came home from the park, he said, because then his sister was home, he says, hey, where's my $10 bill? Mm -hmm. You were listening, actually, from downstairs. You, you heard the teenager paying attention to the squawkings of the number two child, which in itself is unusual. Yes. Because usually he just totally ignored it. He had a screen in his hands, after all. Mm -hmm. But he actually seemed to be trying to lead the child in a direction of... He of, also seemed skeptical that the kid had gotten his money legally and or ethically. He was. He was skeptical. He wasn't voicing it, but his he was saying other more vague things, which is really his approach to everything. everything. <laughs> much, much more vague things. Yes. But. Yes, so he's, you know, pretty clearly indicating that number two child somehow didn't deserve this money, and what are you so upset about? You didn't really earn it anyway, and... 
You probably just misplaced it. Yeah. You should look for it. It's somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. The fact that he had taken an interest piqued my interest. And we happen to have security cameras in our home. It's pointed at the door, but it catches part of the living room area. There's a, there's outside ones, and then there's an inside one that's pointed there's, at the door. And, yes, there's one that's pointed at our front door, so that if someone breaks in the front door, they see the face. And yeah. There's enough cameras that they say, maybe I won't go there. Yeah, that's Not that we have the any, idea, anyway. Yeah, we don't have anything to steal. No, we don't. We don't. We don't want it happening anyway, and and that has to do with people getting in stuff out of your car and those went. Yeah, my car had been broken into when it was parked on the street, and yeah. Anyway, anyhow, so um, so yeah, there's cameras in our living room, and I was able to on my iPad bring up the feed from the cameras. Because I, I said to uh, number two child, I said, where was your backpack? And he said, over here. And I said to you, I, I gave you the nod of, hey. That's that's within right range. Right near the front door. It's yes. probably in the view of the camera. And what do you know? What do you know? There Red, goes red one child into the backpack. Right there on camera. Duh. You know. <laughs> yeah. And he tried at first. It was kind of funny to me that at first he tried. To, uh, well, look, I, I put it back. And I'm like, oh, you, you put about half of it back and the other half you had in your other hand. And you put it under the chair and then he did something else. And he says, well, I was just checking it. And I said, why are you checking it? It's not yours. He, he had all kinds of bullshit nonsense. He did. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, you know, I just needed to clarify for the boy who needs everything to just be clear and blunt. You are not getting out of this. You are caught. And you need to make that $10 show back up. We are not going to point out to number two child that you took it because that would cause more problems than it would solve. But you need to make that money show back up for him. And you will also have a consequence. But first, your mother will have to not be so steaming mad. The roof is about to blow off the house because <laughs> you were mad. I was. You were so mad. I was. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. And you knew I was mad because I got quiet. Yes, and you don't get quiet. It's not I, your I, thing. I'm holding my iPad and I say, Come here, number one child. And I said, Ooh, that tone of voice. Uh-oh. No, you come here right now, number one child. <laughs> and then he started with his bullshit nonsense. <laughs> oh and I was, my God. I was watching. I, I was on the stairwell <laughs> and I was watching. I was like, Oh boy. And then I needed a, a witness, so I called you over also. <laughs> and you said, look at this. And I, and I knew what I was going to see. Oh, yeah. I knew it. And I was like, oh, wow. But at that point, I needed another witness more for backup with him than anything. Yeah. Because then he was less likely to attempt to be problematic. And he still tried a little bit. Yes. But the overall consequence, you know, once we did calm down enough to have a discussion about what it should be. And I think I was way calmer than you because I didn't have the expectations that you had. But you were already so mad that I just decided you, you had it covered. And I could just, you know, stay out of it <laughs> and, and uh, try to figure out what to do. So we let him know that there would be a consequence, but we would we would have to think about it. Which I think is scarier at that age than, I think that's scarier for most people. You said, we were sitting on the couch and you, you know, later that evening you said, I almost feel bad that he's more nervous about what we're going, what consequence we're going to give him than, you know, than he will be once we give him one. And I said to you, 
Don't feel bad. All he cares about right now is, are we about to take away his screens? And once you realize that, you're like, oh, okay, I don't feel bad now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I only almost felt bad. I didn't really feel bad. I almost felt bad. Mm -hmm. So that was an acceptable decision at that point. And then we tried. What we said was he was going to have additional chores because he needed to learn the value of participating in community and not just thinking of himself first, but thinking of, you know, what the entire community, whether it's a family or a job or whatever, you know, he needs to understand the value of the community in which he is a part. And so he was going to have extra chores that would help the family. Yes. And when you said that, you were the one who came up with that. Mm -hmm. And I said, that sounds like a great idea, but I am crappy at that. Yes. So then I had to try to do it. And he did all the chores really crappy. And And you kept having to go back and chase him and get him to do it again. And I started getting mad. And so that wasn't working, but that that was the first day of the weekend. Yes. And so the second day of the weekend, we kept trying it. But then it still wasn't working, and so we just took away the screens because that's really what he values anyway. Yes. we. I think on Sunday you sat him down and said, well, you took him away because he got up so, so damn late because he's supposed to get up by a certain time because it, we maintain somewhat of a schedule. Yes. A and proximity of one. His... Cognitive functioning and social functioning decline steeply if he doesn't maintain something like a balance in his circadian rhythm. If he lets it go by too many hours too quickly, then his social functioning and his emotional functioning and cognitive functioning all just sort of start to go down the tube. So we don't let him go from getting up by seven on a school day to getting up at 11 or 12 on the weekend. That's just not going to be an option. No, he he doesn't have that kind of flexibility. So if he's up by 7 on a school day, he's up by 8 on a weekend. Yes. He doesn't have to do much. He just has to be out of his bed and stay out of it. Because we did have that time where he he said, well, I got up, and then he was back (laughs) in his bed. bed. Oh, my gosh. Yes, (laughs) he did that one. That was perfect teenager logic. (laughs) That was. Yeah. It was, but... <laughs> oh, goodness. He uh his screens had been taken away that morning initially because he was up late, but you had no intention of giving them back anytime soon. I did not. You sat him down and had a nice little talk with him. And by that you mean really long lecture because it's because it, it takes works a, with him. It doesn't a few work rounds. with a lot of people, but it does work with him because, you know, he he doesn't have the emotional functioning on the same level as most people. His emotional processing is like a different operating system. That's just how autism works. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, reasoning with him, talking logic to him, we'll get to the processes in his brain that will connect with why he should be doing the right things. Yes, he, he he did try to talk us out of logic a few different times before we finally convinced him that our logic was the only logic we were going to accept. Yeah, because but that was at that point it was teenager logic. It wasn't autism logic. No. It was like he was just being a teenager. By yes, that he point. was. Which you is, know. you know, that's okay. Yeah. We can accept that. I'm I'm all about, you know, it, it's funny because whereas a lot of my colleagues are like, "Oh my gosh, my kid is doing this thing." 
And it's a completely developmentally appropriate, albeit annoying or obnoxious behavior. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, I wish my kid would do the thing. (laughs) My kid is still doing the other thing. Mm -hmm. But that's just how it is around here. Right. So, yes, we had a nice long talk about how it is important to value what communities you are a part of, be they school communities, family communities, job communities, neighborhood communities. We're not just giving you a pile of chores because you're being a pain in our ass. Although you are being a pain in our ass. (laughs) (laughs) True. It's also not good for everybody else to have to put up with your approach to participating in our family, household, community living. Yes. And so eventually he kind of caught on to the idea that if you do something that's good for the community and you are a part of the community, then it's good for you too. Yeah. (laughs) And if you do things that are not good for the community, you're still part of that community and it's not very good for you either. Yeah. He wanted some examples when he finally started getting it. He wanted to, he was using his teenager brain to to try to pit our logic against us, which is developmentally appropriate. So we like that. And so he said, well, what are some things that you guys do? And it was half looking for examples and half, how dare you think you're better than me? And so we gave him like 29 examples in a row until he didn't know what to do with us. Yes. (laughs) And he was like, okay. The things that just functional families do within a functional household to make the household function. Yes. Like pay bills, like buy him clothes, like pay the electric bill so he can have internet, like wash the dishes on the nights that he doesn't, like empty the dishwasher when he's gone. Go to the store and bring the food home. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Have a job that pays for the food. Yes, and the internet in the house and... And the electric bill and the, yeah. Yeah, because the electric bill charges your device that you're using on the internet. Oh. And so all these things, and, and at the end of it, like, he had gotten stuck back on the the half of it that was, you think you're better than me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so you want me to be grateful for these things? And I was like, I don't care if you're grateful. I don't do it because you're grateful. I do it because it makes the family function. Mm-hmm. That was the example you were looking for. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) And then he was like, okay, never mind. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) And he started doing things he was supposed to. And then he did, yes. And it was great because at that point, like, he got it. And so he still had limited access to his gadgets, but he earned it back pretty quickly over the next couple days. Yeah, because all that day when we were trying to get it through to him, he still had his focus on, and now can I get my stuff? Mm-hmm. And we we're like, no. And that was the other part of it. Everything was, I'll do this because it lets me have the thing I want. Mm-hmm. And we needed to see that he was able to have bigger picture thinking. Yes. And he wasn't until we spelled it out for him explicitly that you need to think of the bigger community. Yes. But then he did and it got better. Which was great. It was totally great, because that doesn't always work out like that. No, because... After all this, then I had to go back to work for teacher work days. Yeah, the kids were done, but you had to go back to school. I had to go back to school, and you had thought that it would be a nice thing to do to take them to the lake. Yes. 
which you had taken them to the lake once, and it was wonderful. Yes, I took them uh, when we had a three-day weekend a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm. They had done really great. I thought this will be a nice, you know, last week of school, starting of summer outing. Yes, and nope. They they had a rough time getting themselves ready that morning. There was a lot of go do the thing and no really go do the thing and go back and do the thing all the way. Well, initially they were, yeah, once they got themselves, you know, breakfast and taken care of, taking care of yourself, there was a lot of, and then they were just playing Mm -hmm. and they were playing very nice together. Yes. And I should have left them play. You should have. I should have left them just play by themselves. But I had thought about this outing, and I said, hey, now that all your stuff is done, let's go to the lake. And they just stood there looking at me, and this should have been my first clue. (laughs) And they said, well, that's too far. Can't we just go somewhere closer to swim? And I was looking at them like, since when do you not want to go to the lake and climb all over the rocks and look for creatures and... Yeah. It was strange, but they must have been tired. That's probably it. I mean, by that point, I was. I mean, it's the end of the school year. They've had a lot of... The last week of school, they do a lot of things to keep kids engaged until the very last day. Yeah. So, I got them ready, and we got in the car... We got, you know, we went in the garage and got everything that you bring to the lake. And I said, Mm -hmm. this time, only bring what you want to carry because I don't want (laughs) to carry it all. Yes. Which is what happened last time. Yeah. So we got everything in the car and they got in the car and um, I had to come back in for something Mm -hmm. real quick. And when I came back to the car, they were fighting. Of course they were. They were fighting about the stuff they had sold and whose money was whose. And he didn't give her the money she thought she should have. I think they actually had started fighting about that before I went in the house. When I came back, it was worse because at this point, she decided her best bet was try try to be manipulative, which happens. It does. And this turns up his aggro button to super aggro. Oh, it does. <laughs> yes. Because... And- he has some very specific buttons that are very exposed about feeling inferior and about feeling less than, especially when it comes to intellect or cognitive capabilities or when it comes to social skill. And she definitely knows how to just push those buttons in just the right way to simultaneously make him feel inferior and angry about it yes but what she was trying to do here was manipulate me by being poor me whiny cryy voice Mm -hmm. and i don't do that no and so you were going to have them each tell their side of the story i was and i said that i said here's what we're going to do i'm going to have each of you tell me what it is that you want to tell me and so she was trying to tell me it because I was trying to go back to logic. We're not, I'm not having poor me. Mm-hmm. You gave your brother your stuff to sell and said, yeah, you're, you're good for it. Doesn't sound like a good idea to me, but let's let you figure that out yourself. <laughs> okay. So, but he couldn't stand that she was going to tell her side of the story because he felt that I was going to fall for her explanation and make him give her the money. And he said, you know, let's say they said they had 10 or $15. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he says, I sold $3 of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, there was more stuff than that. Right. And here's probably what happened. He sold it for cheaper to get rid of it because he didn't care because it was her stuff. <laughs> probably. But Pick even your salespeople. So, you know, that's I, I hate to say that's kind of what she gets for giving him her stuff. Yes, but I wanted her to figure that out herself. So and she was going what to- I wanted him to figure out was that he needed to let her say her part of the story and just deal with that she had a part of a story. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't stand that. So he had a snorkel and mask, and he was threatening to hit her with it. And he was gesturing, and he wasn't hitting her yet, which is really good. For him, yes. For him, it is. Mm-hmm. Usually, it, w- it wouldn't have been gesturing first or anything. It would have just been walloping. Yes, yes. This is this is progress. So it's a lot of progress. That, but the gesturing was still unacceptable. Yes, threatening and is not okay. He he was going to end up hitting her because she was getting her response was not making it better. No, she was doing that again. It was sort of that. I know I'm better than you, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to look like it because I would never do something like that. And I'm going to make you look even worse by being horrified, but you're going to hit me and being terribly frightened by it, which I'm sure she was because it's got to be uncomfortable. But I've been trying to teach her and I've told my work wife, you're going to have to come over and teach my daughter how to defend herself against her brother because you had brothers and you had to do this. And she needs to make be able to make him stop if he starts hitting her. She needs to learn to stick her elbows out. I've tried. If he's coming at you, you put your elbows up. Yes. Protect yourself. Jab him with your elbow. Get him away from you and run. Mm-hmm. Okay? But she doesn't. And so... And this is not to say that we are trying to teach her that it's okay for no, but males to be aggressive towards her. We have talked about this with both of them and talked about it with an earshot of the other one. Yes. About the, you know... The purpose of this, but that she, that if some anybody is trying to hurt her, she has a right to protect herself and the way she can do that. Mm-hmm. And her brother's obviously good practice for this, <laughs> although she fails terribly at it. She does. And I want her to not fail she, terribly. She, she doesn't want to fight back. She wants to no, she doesn't. be the victim and get the attention. And I, I don't want her to do that. And that's, that's what she was doing. And that was making it worse by far. It was. So I get out to go back there and get in the middle of them and take the snorkel away from him. And he's not going to give it to me. He feels challenged and he's going to fight with me now. And so I'm trying to get this from him and he's strong. He is. And I should have left it and had her get out of the car right then, you know, before I got between them. And then I thought of it and I said, you know what? Get out of the car and go in the house. I need to deal with your brother. Mm-hmm. Are we still going to the, no, we're not going anywhere. Go in the house. And you had pulled out of the driveway, but you were like... I was in the driveway. You were still in the driveway. I was not even out of the driveway. I was out of the garage, into (laughs) the driveway with two kids that it went really bad because she went, you know, within sight to mope. And I'm like, no, you're not going to go mope over there. You're going to go in the house. Right. That's what you had just said. Go in the house. Go in the house and you need to go in the house. And so I was going to keep him outside. And so he wasn't going to get out of the car or give me the thing. But he bumped his head because he pulled so hard on it. He bumped his head. And then, of course, it was your fault. Yes. It was all my fault. So (sighs) 
I left him in the car and I stood there. But here's, I was very upset because I thought we were just going to go to the lake. And I really wanted to go to the lake. You do like to go to the lake. The lake is good for you, and like I, for your sanity. It is. And I get really tired of this cycle of violence that happens. It's like a domestic violence cycle that that's, you know, charted in one of those, everything's going okay. And then there's this big explosion of violence, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're wondering when the next one's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like emotionally very hard to ever relax because of this. It's taxing. It's really taxing. Because this is like what scientific studies have shown happens in most families with an abusive or uh, domineering type adult figure. This is the cycle that regularly happens in families with domestic abuse is that you have this cycle of everything's okay, and just when we start to think everything's actually okay, and it all re- explodes again. If you relax a little bit, and then all of a sudden you're, you're being attacked by this situation, and it is really exhausting. So he finally he gets out of the car, and I want to take the snorkel from him because I'm afraid he's going to wall up one of us with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't react well to that. And I already made the... Dad face. I think my dad had this face because I remember him giving it to other kids, usually boys, because mm-hmm. he, in his mind, had daughters. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, but especially for my sisters of, let me have a talk with you mm-hmm. about being around my child. Right. <laughs> One of my sisters. So being around my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I gave him that look and he wasn't in a good space. That had happened when I got, you know, back there. And so he's really riled up between not being able to talk, me trying to let her talk first, and then getting, you know, mad at her for, you know, wanting what she thinks is hers, which Mm -hmm. I think she has a right to want what she thinks is hers, which is why I was trying to let her talk. And then me getting in the middle and then bumping his head. And then I swore at him. (laughs) I swore at him. And I never swear. But what's going through my mind is... This cycle that always happens, and then he fucking swears at me. He does. And so before he swore at me, I just swore at him because it was in the back of my mind of, and then next he'll call me a fucker. So it came out of my mouth before I realized it, and I was like, whoa, I must really be tired too, and we should have all just laid low today because I was (laughs) like, you need to quit being an asshole and get the fuck out of my car. Uh And then I was like, I just said, what? (laughs) I was ho- I was shocked that it just came out of my mouth. Yes, and understandably so, because that's not usually how you talk to I the kids. I never talk like that. No, well, no. I've once I've, t- said... I've heard you yeah. once or twice after kids have sworn at you that you have parroted their words back at them with similar phrasing just so they can see and hear what they sounded like. And a couple times they've caught on that, you know, oh... Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, I have done that. But you don't just swear at kids. I don't. And so it's and it came right out of my like, mouth. And you're I thought, feeling. Wow, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he's mad. I had to put him on the front porch because I couldn't let him go inside because I had sent her in there. Mm-hmm. And he's furious. Mm-hmm. But he didn't swear at me. <laughs> oh, that's good. I guess I already took care of that. <laughs> Jeez, it was terrible. But he's just standing there. He's on the front porch and he's mad as hell. 
And um, is he yelling and making a? He's yelling and making a total scene. I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> and I said, okay. And then when he when he realized that that wasn't going to bother me, he said, I'll I'll call him when I get to my mom's house. And I was like, okay. <laughs> As long as he wasn't running off, which he has done sometimes when he's he mad, or going in the house to try to finish his sister off because he was really mad now. Mm-hmm. So I just left him there, and I had dropped my keys while I was trying to keep him from hitting her and get her out of the car and this whole thing, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Ugh. And I thought, what the fuck with this day? Yeah. I got to the driveway and this has all gone like ballistic uh-huh. instantly. Uh-huh. And I think I was on edge because I'm always on edge of as soon as he hits that point where he's about to blow and I'm afraid he's going to hurt her. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to teach her to protect herself. But but then on, I don't on, want him to hurt people. No. And, and I feel it's my responsibility to keep him from hurting people. As his parent, it is technically legally your responsibility to keep him from hurting people but at nine years old he needs to be able to start learning to keep himself from hurting people and it's hard when he's really nine going on three and then there's also this piece in the back of your head that sort of heightens your emotion when you're dealing with that that you grew up in a home with explosive anger and and i absorbed some of it and had to learn not to do that Yes. And so I'm really uncomfortable with it. Like, I'm uncomfortable with my anger, and I'm uncomfortable with the fact that, that I had the nerve to be angry enough to lose control of my verbiage. Yes. Yeah. And I felt terrible. I still feel bad. Yeah. Even though, like I said, he didn't swear at me then. He didn't? I think he was so shocked that he didn't know what, what to do. This is a whole new, <laughs> uh-oh. For him. Yes. So he, he stayed a little more contained, but mm-hmm. I, that's not how I want to get that managed, and that's why I feel so bad about it. And so then, I said later, you know, I, I said I said later when everything was calm, and he came and apologized mm-hmm. to me because I sent him to his room, and yeah. I walked him up here to make sure he wasn't going to wallop her on the way. Because in the other house, he used to do that, mm-hmm. shove her on his way to his room. Oh, he would. Like if he would pass her in the hallway or... Yeah. He would make sure that he walked right into her. Yes, and, and we've tried, like I said, we've tried to teach her to defend her herself. Out but and, we've also yeah. tried to teach her, stay away from the crazy person. <laughs> you see them coming, get away from them, please. Yes. Okay? So so that was a very bad, that was a very bad day. But then that night, number one was drying the dishes and once again, you know, we're all worn out. We're all just shot. Yes. And you see that number one is drying the dishes with the towel that we've all used on our hands all day. And God knows what else. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen. Yeah. Wiping up a mess. Mm. I have a tendency to have a secret, air quotes, secret towel that I keep where you guys don't get at it so I can dry my own hands because I don't know what you guys have been doing with that other sticky towel. <laughs> And and I'm just picky like that. So I just put my own towel where I want it. You do. And oftentimes it's over the edge of the cabinet door, which you being four inches shorter than I am, you can reach that towel comfortably. I can't without risking damage to my lower back. Yes. My lower back can reach that far. 
My... All the way to the floor is another story. Well, see, that's the thing. I would have to reach four inches farther than you. You don't have to reach very far at all. No. So that works for me. But what doesn't work is... Using any of those towels on the clean dishes. Which I've asked him many, many, many times not to do it. But I was not... I was far beyond my... My patient's quota had disappeared far earlier in the day. Yes. It all evaporated in the driveway. (laughs) And it was gone. It was. Went up in a puff of air, smoke, whatever it was. That whole weekend was just gone. really challenging, you it know, was and it challenging. wasn't those those were the big things, but like but all see, that weekend. One, that one turned out good because that But then that's yeah. because then he came I, I was complaining you, to you. Yeah, and you in the you, kitchen. You didn't quite blow up at him, but you were very clear that you were very frustrated. Yes. And then I said to you, please talk to him because I know I can't make sense right now. And I want him to understand I'm not just trying to be mad. I'm frustrated that I've asked this so many times and he's still doing it. Yes. And so you did. You explained to him and said, hey, this is how this works. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the brief logic of people's immune systems and some people have different immune systems and are more susceptible to these things. And And so if George is asking you to use the brand new clean towel on the dishes so that they don't get more germs on them, you're going to be respectful of the people in your community, like we just talked about a couple days ago. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, just do the thing that you're asked, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense to you, because it'll make social interactions and just everybody's life just a little bit nicer if you just do the thing. Yes. So he did the thing, but he was sort of doing it in that teenager way of, I don't like this, but I'm being made to do it. And I'm going to make it clear that I'm being made to do it. See, I didn't see that part because I had left because I was not feeling in control of <laughs> the the anger over right. something that was fairly small, but fr- just frustrating because right. there was too many frustrating things that day. There were. And, and I didn't want to make him more uncomfortable just because I wasn't able to manage myself as well as I'd like to. And I needed so to just take some deep breaths first. He went off. After having gotten the clean towel and dried the dishes and put them away out of the dishwasher, and then you come back down to the kitchen and we're... We're talking while I'm cleaning up something. Yeah. Probably doing the dishes that, that could now go, go back on. into the dishwasher now that it was empty. Right. Yeah. And I was complaining to you and saying... Why don't these kids appreciate anything? And why don't they do simple things that we ask them to do... And I I was telling you how I find it very frustrating. And then he came back in there. Just as we're having this conversation, and I wonder if it was predicated by him overhearing the conversation. Yeah, I, I didn't realize I he was downstairs. care if it was or not, because... That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made the right choice. He came in and he said, thank you for telling me what you wanted me to do. I'm sorry that I had forgotten. I'll try and do better next time. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're apologizing for what you did that I didn't want you to do. That's so great. And you were like on the verge of tears. I was. And I told him that. I said, I'm I'm so touched by your apology. I could just give you a big hug. And he said, okay. Which was really weird because you said, I could give you a big hug, but I won't because that might be awkward or I don't remember exactly yes, how you Yes, I said, you, you, don't, you, you probably wouldn't like that. And he just says, okay. And I kind and of... And I was like, whoa, does he mean go ahead and give him a hug? And, and he did. 
he he did mean that. Did which is kind of great because I make him give hugs on occasion, not out of I feel like you should to you to me or you make him let you give him a small awkward hug. <laughs> I do because not out of feeling like it is my place to violate his bodily autonomy. No. But out of... Lots of fair warning. Yeah, lots of fair warning. It's not an intrusive and hug. And if he ever says, no, thank you, or not right now, then I respect that. Mm -hmm. But I know that sometimes in life, there are going to be people who are going to get right up in your space as an attempt to express affection. And you need to be able to process yourself through that and not freak out. Yes. But I, I was confused at first. I thought... He he wants a hug, and see, he's never gotten a hug from me. He has never gotten a hug from you in you know five you know, years of sharing physical, a home now. Physical proximity is not hugs his thing. are you know you're yeah. touching people. And when I give know. him a hug, I will you know put my shoulder against his rib cage and put my arms around his shoulders, mm -hmm. and he will sort of stand there and put his arms forward like he is allowing me into his space and putting his arms forward through my space, but he won't actually bring his arms or his hands to my shoulders or my back. But he did with me. He gave me the hug that you give him. He, he, he actually like put his shoulder to your rib cage and wrapped his hands around you. Yes. And I was like, ah! yes, it was kind of shocking. It was the best part of my day and week. That was super. Yeah. Because he really, I could tell he meant his apology, like, hey, that was, I'm, you know, sorry that I did the thing that you didn't want me to do. And I'll try not to do the thing. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. So that was spectacular because those kids, well, because, you know, the sitter came by. Uh-huh. Our, our favorite sitter came by. Our teacher friend, not yeah, our uh, after school okay. hired sitter. Yes, our teacher friend came by because she had been watching kids and, and uh, she came by to get money from us because mm -hmm. we wanted to give her money for watching kids. Yes. And when she got here, I said to her, it was a bad day. And mm -hmm. I know they're tired and I should have just let them play. And I thought I'd take them to the lake. And she's looking at me like, and what's wrong with that? Doesn't everybody want to go to the lake? Right. And I said, apparently not. They said it was too far and too much of a drive, and could I just take them somewhere else? And she, and their mouth dropped open. I thought, okay, good. It's not just me thinking. No. <laughs> I actually was nice enough to, when they were in the car in the garage, I said, well, let me check real quick and see if there's a pool. Because I know that one, that one outdoor pool doesn't open until Monday. But maybe the other pool is open. Right. And I'll look, because it would be fairly cheap. And no, I won't take you to the really crowded pool. Oh, you know what? They wanted me to take them to the water park. Ugh. And I said, that is too expensive right now. Mm -hmm. I cannot take you to the water park today. And I tried to explain to them the expenses, and they just waved it away like, well, that's your problem. Yeah. But I had I had said I'd look at the pools because I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't bother driving them to the lake if they're, mm -hmm. you know, we're all ready to go somewhere. I could look at the pools. but Right. Know. Yeah, the, our teacher friend was like, what? Aww. And I thought, good, it's not just me, because she is very tolerant. Oh, she is. Very, very, very tolerant. A little too tolerant sometimes, I think. But I know, but I feel a little not too tolerant. So <laughs> I can appreciate that she can be tolerant even when most people would not be. Mm. And even she was like, put her hand on her hip and was like, well, then they shouldn't go anywhere. 
Right? Like, forget that. <laughs> just put it back in the house. Right. And uh, and I thought, okay, so it wasn't just me. You know, I didn't handle it the best. I didn't handle it the worst, that's for sure. No. But our teenager handled things very well, and that was wonderful. Yeah. So let, let's hope he still does, because he's at his dad's, and he's, he's going to come for a yeah, visit. Yeah, they're going to come home tomorrow morning. So things got handled, and we'll see if they keep getting handled. Yep. And we will. We'll talk about it then. We probably will. But for now, I think... That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I'm going to email you back the sound of you swallowing just because it's funny. I don't listen to it. <laughs> you sent me the other sound, and I, I've got it in my email to listen to, but I haven't listened to it yet. That was where like a were month you, like, ago. clicked in the middle of a word? Yes. Yes, you need to listen to it. Why? What, 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 what? It'll make you more aware of what you do and when you do it. I, I don't believe you, because I, I try to make you aware of things, and it doesn't work for me. <laughs> So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so, birds in the attic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>